That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the Batman DC podcast with no limits. We have a full stacked lineup tonight. Uh, let's go around the round table. We got Grumps over in New York. Yo. We got Gramps over in Texas. Yeah, I just shit my pants. <laughs> we got uh, Teases over in Dirty Jersey. Belief. We got Robin up in Canada. Hey. We got legends in southern, southern, sunny California. Fuck the Delta variant. <laughs> uh, I am uh, Thomas Wayne Jr., also known as Bad Force Tom, uh, out in Southern California. We uh, we talked about number one. The Suicide Squad just came out. When when did that come out? Like a week ago? Wait, two weeks say? ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago? Maybe yeah. Jesus. Okay. Uh, it's had like pretty much rave reviews. I want to say from fans and critics so uh big push for warner brothers in the positive direction overall for movies that is um you know we're gonna shoot you straight with our thoughts on it um you know we're, we're not gonna as we say have a stop party but we'll tell you what we think and there's also a lot of comic news robin can you explain what um what is this thing called it's like a newsletter it's like kind of like a patreon subscription service that Almost like every major comic writer just announced last week that they're jumping onto. Yeah, you're talking about Substack. So uh, it's been a newsletter service that some of these guys have been using for a while where it was just newsletters. Like I've been uh, one of the biggest names that's doing it is James Tynan. I've been uh, subscribed to his newsletter for uh, probably over a year now. Uh, I think Chip Zdarsky's was always on there. Scotty Young has his on there. And it was always just the place where you subscribe to get their newsletters, where they you know, talked about whatever they were doing at the time. You know, James talks about his Batman stuff, Department of Truth, something's killing the children, all that. But now, yeah, all these guys are getting on board with a system that is sort of like Patreon, where for a subscription fee, and they have different levels that you can invest at, just like, you know, it's like OnlyFans, but comic creators, and they are possibly not nude. But uh, so depending what subscription level you get on, you get access to different things. So they'll be writing new stories, new comics that will be published first, just, just digitally for paid subscribers. Now, some of these creators are saying that the books that they're putting on there will be published physically later on. But if you go and subscribe to their Substack, you'll be you know, reading that stuff on a regular basis as they put it out. Yeah. So it sounds like you're, we're going to get the digital stuff if we subscribe instantly right away. Yeah. And then maybe attached to the subscription, we'll get like a fancy hardcover collector's edition. And then even the public later on will get their little physical if they want that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like, and like James has been publishing... Uh, digitally for a while he has uh, a horror anthology magazine that he puts out I think it's like quarterly or something uh, called Razor Blades so that's had you know stories from like he writes stories on it and he gets people like Becky Cloonan and stuff doing doing stories in there and that's been published digitally as well as uh, physical copies that he had just been shipping right out of his place in Brooklyn but uh, this stuff is going to be just for the digital subscribers uh, for the beginning. And then the print copies will come later on of some of the things might not even be all of it. Yeah. So for those who might not know, uh, James Tynion, uh, the main Batman writer right now, pretty much like the new big name in comics, I want to say. Like he's across the board on indie and DC, very big. Um, Donny Cates is doing that. Uh, for Mar He's a big Marvel name. 
Um, Chip Zdarsky does does a lot of Marvel titles that sell well. Scott Snyder is doing he caught, it's something different. It's not uh, yeah, Substack, I th- right? Uh, I think I think Scott is on there, but he's just doing his comic writing course. Okay, and then he's got like a Comicsology deal, so he's doing his yeah, thing through Comicsology. Yeah. Um, who else is doing it? Like the biggest, basically the biggest names right now in comics. Uh, so Tynion is now stepping away from Batman instead of writing. Uh, I think another two years of Batman, he's decided to now focus on his indie work, which to be honest, like, you know, as far as making money, he's smart because he's going to make probably more money on the percentages of sales that he does for his indie stuff versus what he has to share with DC. Yeah. For um, sure. And and he's so hot with all his indie stuff right now, like stuff getting picked up for, for TV shows. And I've seen a lot of people sort of mislabeling that he's leaving DC so basically, we have to keep in mind that he was originally scheduled to write Batman. He was coming in at issue 86 when Tom King's run ended, and he was originally scheduled to write it up to issue 100. And because it was doing so well, they asked him to stay on longer. So he was at a point where he's been you know, probably not sleeping much, if at all, to do not only that main Batman book, the Joker book he's doing all of his uh, indie stuff where he's doing um, something is killing the children and wind at boom. He's doing department of truth at uh, image. And he also has nice house on the lake at DC black label in addition to those. And then he's, so he's coming off Batman. Yes. Uh, He's coming off his Joker book. Yes. But he still has nice house on the lake. That's running at black label. And he still has DC versus vampires coming up. Oh, so he's, he's not just gone from DC. He's just coming off of these books that are taking up the bulk of his time when he has, you know, all this creator own stuff that is getting adapted into shows on Netflix and stuff. Can't blame him yeah. for that, you know, and his, his other option was they offered him another contract to commit to another three years of Batman. So yeah, another he... three years of balancing everything that that's rough. He said uh, he said in that one post that um, when he when he signed on for the last two years of Batman, all those indie books got pushed back. That's like he's just now getting to what he wanted to do that he had lined up and ready to go two years ago. So uh, Robin has been um, blowing up the DM with pretty much every tiny uh, non Batman um, series. And it took me a while to grab um, the, was it the Department of Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Robin sold me on. Dude, Bigfoot. I'm like, all right, fucking, I'm yeah, buying it. Bigfoot's in there. But goddamn, dude, like, <laughs> it's such a good. It's like it. If you're, if you like conspiracy theories, if you like, uh, you know, secret government projects, this is like the dude. And it, with the way you read it, it's like, oh my god, he's such a nerd for this stuff. Like, you really start to notice how much he enjoys it too. And um, he takes those conspiracy theories and he he does a really interesting thing with them, and it's like super cool. And the fucking art, holy shit, yeah. man! You were saying it's like uh. Um, you compared it to Bill Sinkovich. Yeah, it's uh, Martin Simmons is the artist, and I like to to describe him, uh, at least his art in this book, as being somewhere between Bill Sinkovich and uh, Dave McKean. Yeah. You know, it's very, very painterly and very not typical comic art looking, but it, it works perfectly for for this story. Something is killing the children. What is like a, give us a little I still haven't grabbed that. What's a brief little teaser of that one? Well, the kids are dying. The, yeah, that, that, that's, that's <laughs> accurate. The way that I always sum it up at the shop for potential readers, this may not be the most accurate, but it certainly sounds flashy. Uh, I like to say, imagine if Stranger Things were directed by Rob Zombie. So it's it's very you know kid based. Uh, so the story is monsters exist. And they manifest from the imaginations of children who, you know, they, they see a shadow outside their bedroom window and in their imagination, they, they think it's a monster and that will actually manifest a monster, but only the children can see them. Adults can't perceive them because they're adults and don't have the same imagination, but they can still very much murder anybody. So there is this, uh, like a society that, uh, you know, they, they live in this giant mansion and it's been around for hundreds of years. And what they do is 
when they can see from, you know, news headlines about deaths in in a small town somewhere, they can see, okay, there, there's something going on here. They'll send someone out to take care of it. And their goal is to take out the monster that is there and to that sort of the bigger importance to to this order is keeping it secret. You know, they're more more interested in keeping it secret than in saving lives there. You know, they'll they'll save as many lives as they can, but the more important thing is just keeping the existence of monsters from becoming public knowledge. It's like um he has a if if people you know, people know this term consciousness. There is he has dude, t- the more I hear about the indie work that he does, he's a total fucking like consciousness like like the pro- projecting your consciousness to manifest reality that's like that is that's basically grant morrison so i'm sure he's very influenced by morrison and he's also probably very influenced by whatever crazy shit morrison like is into that he probably reads into on his free time and too that, so. that that really tracks because we know scott uh takes a lot of scott snyder takes a lot of influence from grant and uh james was one of scott's students so yeah, that that definitely tracks. Dude, that's so nuts! It's so nuts to see like to to tra- to trace a trail back from like Snyder. Like Snyder comes into DC, he like blows up with Court of Owls. He starts fucking bringing in Tynion, who is his like student protege. Yeah, uh, Williamson. Like he's like propping these guys up and like helping them along, and then now they're doing their own. It's crazy, man. Yeah, like to 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 see it go, and we've all been reading it this whole time, so we saw James go from the point where he was writing backup stories in Scott and Greg's new 52 oh, Batman shit, that's right. to where, you know, not only did he take over the main Batman title, but now he's the guy, you know, he's the, this big rock star in comics now that has all these books being adapted, you know, picked up by Netflix and all this. Dude, it's so weird. It's so it's so crazy. And, and uh, if, I know- if people want to get in on one, it's tough right now, you know, unless you go read the trades, it can be tough to get the single issues of definitely something's killing the children. Uh, that book is getting into like the, you know, 500 to $1,000 area, depending if you want a raw or graded <laughs> copy. Shit. But uh, Department of Truth is starting to get there. And as soon as the announcement comes, like we know that the rights were purchased, but as soon as an announcement comes of of where it's going and all that, that's going to start getting heavy too. But if you want to get in on something that's still early, uh, you can still get in on nice house on the lake that he's doing for black label. So this is a book. So just to set up the first issue, uh, a bunch of people who all have this common friend, all get summoned out to uh, like a, a week long retreat from this friend that they've all had, the, a common friend that they've all had for years that they all know from different places. Some of them know him from high school, some from college, some from work afterwards. And he, you know, sort of really lays it on that they all have to come out to this trip. You know, you, here's where where we're meeting. It's it's a great house. You'll have everything you need. Just we we have to. You have to come out here and spend spend this time together. So they all get out there. And then an apocalypse destroys the rest of the world. Mm. Yeah, I'm all about it, man. And it's um, not to you know not to say anything negative about his Batman stuff, but I'm way more interested in his indie stuff. Yeah, I um, found myself right the the same. Like he's writing most of my favorite books, and I have to say the the probably the least of those is Batman. And it's not because that's not good; it's because his creator own stuff is is so good. Yeah. Um, also, with you know, the one complaint with these creative writers is that they're constrained to what DC editorial wants. Yeah. Good point. And I and yeah, that that's very true. And I think that's why they like doing their creator own stuff so much because they can just do whatever they literally can do whatever they want. But I think we've seen James push that maybe more at least as much as any other author on Batman has done. He has created so many new characters in the short time he's been writing it. And they're characters that people are latching onto as well. I've seen people posting pictures of really elaborate cosplays of ghost maker, you know, the character he created in Batman, you know, with the full suit and lights on it and everything. So he's creating these characters that people are latching onto and they're being successful. It's, it's easy to write some new characters that, 
you know, show up and then disappear. No one cares, but he keeps creating characters that, that people enjoy. That is refreshing to see, like finally uh, new characters and not overusing the same ones. Um, that that's cool. Not this. I mean, I'm not gonna say I love the characters. You know, it's funny. Like, it's kind of like uh, what's his name from Zoolander when he's talking about uh, Sting. Sting. That's another person uh, I respect. You know, I don't listen to his music, but uh, the fact that he's making it, I respect it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, not necessarily like I. You know, they're not the classic villains yet, but I love the fact that he's throwing new stuff in the, in the mix. You know, rather than just reusing this stuff. Um, is there any like anybody love his Batman run? I don't want to stomp on it without uh, giving it some due. If we need to give it some due, anybody love it? Yeah, it it's definitely good, uh, and that's showing. Like, the reason why they ended up keeping him on, they asked him to stay on past one hundred because uh, I think what he had said was something like six months into uh, his run, the sales on the book had doubled. Whoa. So people are definitely enjoying what he's doing. Mm. But I think just the stuff he's writing outside of that is so good that it's just outshining what he's doing on Batman. Um, I did hear that a lot of people have a hard time with uh, Georgie Jimenez's art because it's like so stylized and um, like the colors maybe are a little too um, too much. Uh, The style is a little too much. Which is interesting to hear that it's selling so well, even when it's like such a stylized look. But yeah, for sure. Then we we've seen that with so many artists who have a really strong style, right? You know, it, it's not hard to see someone trashing Frank Miller's art, or you know, even Darwin mm. Cook, or you know, anyone who has a really strong style. It it can be hard to get behind if what you're accustomed to is you know like the the Jim Lee style, you know, like traditional current traditional comic art it, it can be tough to 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 enjoy and immerse yourself in something that's really strong like jorge's art but his is fantastic i i, I love his art too i like it too um but i could totally see why someone you know who it's like someone who's like a neil adams head like fucking yeah. neil adams is their is their guy that's their batman that's their look mm-hmm. like why it would be so hard to kind of switch over For sure. okay did they announce a new batman writer yet or no no oh Shit. Grumps, your thoughts on Tanyan stepping out, maybe who you think should get the job? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm okay with him, you know, moving on. Um, uh, <laughs> that's all I can say about that. You weren't, you weren't um, married. Yeah, you weren't I don't married know. I, 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 no, no, not at all. It was, it was for me. It was it was good, like good, not you know, like great. You know, there was some really good parts. Um, yeah, no, nothing, not not bad or not spectacular for me. You know, just like right in the middle. So and um, and and Grumps is one of those guys who's been pulling Batman a long time, and you've been through a lot of different creative teams, so. The, the, someone yeah. a, a team really has to has to do something right to win you over. Well, I've got yeah, a I mean... uh, breaking news. Oh, <laughs> I just finished reading this DC guide to writing by Dennis O'Neill. Oh, <laughs> Danny, and Uh-oh. they gave uh, me nice. the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First, yeah, oh issue. man, the last time someone gave Gramps a job, we didn't hear the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't wait I to see uh, panels of Batman eating brisket. <laughs> it's all 16 panel. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, uh, I feel like the real question is who's available to take the job? You know, it's like, that's a big... Yeah. I know who my pick is. I thought, I thought I saw Tom Taylor was going to... I don't know. Like he was doing some I mean, bat book. He just announced that... The Something new else. Batman's Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah. So he's doing that. Yeah, medieval oh, thing. Uh, Honestly, he was my pick. Uh, oh, okay. I, before they gave it to Tynan, he was who I was expecting. And then when oh, yeah. they started teasing that, you know, Tom had another, uh, had another announcement coming, what I figured was, uh, okay, James is going to, because James said that he had an announcement. Tom said he had an announcement. 
so okay so james is going to announce that he's coming off batman now and tom's announcement is going to be that he's taking over batman so i was half right and yeah. james announced he was coming off but then tom just announced his his new uh his new mini it's so gonna be knows? it's gonna be chip zadarsky yeah that, that's that's, <laughs> that's another good one yeah it could definitely yeah. be josh <laughs> Oh shit! Um, I accidentally. Uh, so so. Oh. Josh Williamson. I kicked him out by switch positions. So, I kicked him out by accident. In reference to 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 Tynan, um, you know, I was thinking like what Tom had said earlier, like you know the how much like how much did the editorial play into you know, the future state or or whatever. I don't know re- relaunch whatever they like. How much did that play into? You know what, well, what he, Tynion is he, doing, so maybe like he's not doing my favorite versions of these characters. You know, he's probably asked to do something else. That's definitely possible because he did touch on that, and uh, the DC versus Vampires book that he has coming up, he said that he wrote that. Oh, he began his work on that a couple years ago uh, when when they uh, told him about the plans for 5G, he had no interest in continuing to write Batman in the 5G universe that was going to be coming up. So he was going to step away from it then. So that was when he started working on this, Mm. you know, out of continuity uh, vampire story. And then when 5G went away and they asked him to stay on, he said, okay, fucking write. I'll I'll keep writing this if 5G is not in the plan. Uh, But yeah, we we still don't know what... uh, what constraints he may still have had to work under. That is uh, interesting because as you mentioned earlier, Robin, all those, uh, all those like, dude, the, the all-star roster of potential Batman writers are now telling us that their main focus is going to be their indie stuff. So yeah. Who does that really leave? Um, And then you were mentioning too, like uh, Tom Taylor is now on Superman, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Well, no, not the main son Superman he's doing. Yeah, Superman, okay. Son of Kal-El, the John book, which that's mm-hmm. really good so far, too. And he's also doing Nightwing. Right. See, I feel like oh, um, yeah. he's such a big name that hasn't gotten the main title yet yeah. that that it would only make sense to pull the, the people who are buying his stuff to the main title of Batman because they know he's going to pull he's going to pull buyers for sure. Um, Williamson, on the other hand, too, is like he's been working with Snyder like ever since. uh I want to say what was uh who's the last one over here? Like right after All Star Batman, I forget what arc that was. Um, and then he he was doing metal stuff. You know, he was doing all the crossovers with them. Yeah. And and but Josh is another guy who has been super successful with creator own stuff over the years too. You know, uh, yeah. Nailbiter and Ghosted, and you know, he's he's done a ton of stuff on his own too. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they announce. And uh, I'm I think uh. Like you guys are mentioning, I think it's it's a good thing to get a new. It is hard, man, to get a like a rock star team together. It's almost impossible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard to get both the artist and the writer to to just gel really well. And, and um, I mean, I think the last ones that we can think of were probably Snyder and Capullo. I don't think there's been like just a consistent team like that since them. I think, but um, um. Fucking A. Oh, thank God I almost didn't forget. You guys see uh, Batman the World um, that um, Bermejo just kind of teased today? Yeah. Yes. Speaking of rock stars, um, God damn, man. And he just also posted uh, a new uh, detective variant that he's coming out with. Um, Fucking A. I mean, we talk about it almost every time we get together, but I, I think... I don't think you could say enough good things about Bermejo. Then that what's also really cool that's coming out um, is the is it the 80 year anniversary of the Rogues Gallery where they're doing that? Um, it's the um, Gotham City Villains Oversized yeah. Special, I believe it's called. Yeah, that he did the cover for that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't people... I don't know how he keeps getting better, but he he keeps getting better. <laughs> and he's so self critical of himself, like he's so humble about it too, yeah. like. Any praise that you try to throw at him, he like just bats it down and says, "No, I this is bad. This looks bad, awful, whatever." Um, uh, dude, that Gotham that Gotham City villain spectacular thing. The fucking variants alone looks so dope. Did you guys see that Faybach cover that he just uh, tweeted or just yeah. put out? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's another one that's self critical of of his stuff too. Robin, weren't you saying that he's got an announcement coming up? Uh, yeah, he's got something coming up. uh, I think too, but uh, well, there's there's also something that can't really be talked about yet. But yeah, we'll we'll see. These Canadians are so secretive. <laughs> and they all know each other. Have you noticed that? I, I've been not talking about something mm-hmm. that David Finch has been working on for like five fucking years. That's what I mean. Another Canadian. Secret society. <laughs> Robin somehow just knows every Canadian, every Canadian comic artist. There, I think there's only one comic shop in Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, at, at least, you know, yours doesn't hold people hostage, but we'll, you know, move, move past Yet. that. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I the last time uh, Zdarsky was in, I don't think I let him leave for a while. <laughs> um, do you guys, uh, you know, this is a touchy subject for me. But who has been who grabbed that first issue of the '89 comic? I did for sure. That's a yeah, big. I haven't one. read it yet. Yeah, yeah it's um, you know, it's just uh, it's beautiful to have. The variant by Jerry Ordway, just the fact that he's doing variants. I don't think they've officially said if he's doing one for every issue, but I really hope he does because, man, it's so cool to see him doing some Batman Keaton art stuff. I mean, this is something we've been waiting how long for? Crazy. It's uh, Tom, Tom's been waiting since he was a little baby. <laughs> well, Since I was a, a gleam in my father's <laughs> eye. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's um, ridiculous that we're now getting 89 universe in the comic and then Keaton back in the role. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, with the Flash movie. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you guys saw, did you see the Babs Tar variant she's doing for issue number four? She's doing like a Batman Returns. Babs, man. Oh, Babs. Um she she's she's <laughs> someone that could draw Catwoman. I, I don't mind her drawing Catwoman whenever she wants to draw Catwoman. Shout out to Jim Ballant. He just had a birthday. So Tom, yes, which, yesterday. Yeah. Tom, did you read the book? Did you, do you like it? Or you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I want to read it, so I flipped through it. I skimmed it because I'm trade waiting it like uh, Gramps. Because um, I want to, I want to swallow this load. <laughs> Whole. Oh, I want all of it. <laughs> I want it all. Every drop. This is why we know. can't have nice things. No yeah. I want. I want it. I want it like that sign language interpreter for the WAP song at that at that uh, <laughs> festival that they that viral video. Uh, he, he wants the whole gravel gun. So I'm just. I'm a. Uh, I'm. I'm edging it. I'm edging it to kind of. Uh, just it's hard, man. Like I, I, I flip through it. Fuck, man, it looks so good. Um, little, some, you know, it's. Uh, I think if you're, you know, I'm not, I'm not the kind of dude that's like, oh, it has to be this way, it has to be that way. I like what he's doing with the cowl because yeah. he likes the returns cowl and he likes the '89 uh, suit. So he's doing a returns cowl with the returns emblem on an '89 suit. It looks cool. So um, okay, when in the timeline is it supposed to happen is it after returns so it's kind of sandwiched it's almost like it it feels like they might be doing like even a separate timeline ish almost because um it's kind of sandwiched at some point around the first around around the the first and the second movie because uh you never see harvey dent as two-face in um batman returns but he's coming around i don't want to fucking spoil anything um but, you know, you see him coming around. So it's almost kind of like an alternate uh, timeline, it feels like. You know, I don't know if that's where they're going. But um, what's awesome is Sam Hamm is the writer. So the guy that wrote the, the screenplay for the first two movies, fuck. Mm-hmm. If anybody's going to write the comic, it's going to be that guy. So, um, And I did see uh, a couple of people saying that the first issue was really slow, that, like, nothing happens and there's just, like, no – there wasn't, like, a big bang or anything like that in the first issue. So another reason why I'm going to wait to um, – to eat that sandwich after it's assembled, as they say. Um, do they say that? <laughs> I don't know. Some fat guy somewhere says they, it. They do funny. now. <laughs> what about you guys? Did you guys read it? Not yet. Not yet. I, I haven't been I able to get to the shop. I thought the art looked a little, I don't know, 
rough around the edges, I guess. Mm. It's his. It, I feel like it's his. Out. It's his own take, and um, you know, I'm not gonna badmouth. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna badmouth Joe Quinones because he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? What I will say yeah. is, um, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have hated it if they went with like a a different stylized because it seems like what he's wanting to do is he's wanting to pay like homage to like the box art and he's trying to pay homage to uh, maybe the, um, the, uh, the adaption, you know? So it's, it, it feels very much like that. So yeah. um, like, it's yeah. not Bermejo, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not Bermejo. It's not Fab. Fa- uh, if you do Keaton, oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> Just a whole That's fucking great. Keaton Bermejo. <laughs> a cover. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like a, I saw someone post a, a comment about the Flash movie where um, Keaton and Affleck are both coming back. Someone's like, I hope it's not just fan service and they're just not trying to please fans. And I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> fucking exactly what it is. Right? <laughs> it's 100% Honestly, fan it sounds service. like the Batman movie co-starring the Flash. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, who? F- I don't fucking care anymore. Like, fucking serve me, bro. You know? Um, yeah, I'll take it for all, what it all is. anybody talks about about this movie is Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. I haven't heard anyone say Ezra Miller. Yeah, dude, all the all the leaks are just Batman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like there, the there, are, there are more articles about the car he's driving than Ezra Miller. Yeah, I mean, it's a dope ass car. All right, gentlemen. Let's see what there was. Something else that I wanted to touch on. That's what she said. Um, uh, oh, the Suicide Squad. That's a big one. Um, so the Suicide Squad came out. Teaser says, I mean, I guess we're two weeks out of the release. Man. Um, so not everyone has seen it. So I don't know if we want to get into a whole spoiler thing. If you guys care, give a shit. Go nuts. Um, you know, Teaser and I haven't watched it yet. So maybe you guys can convince us if we should or shouldn't watch it. So I did kind of joke about that. <laughs> Let's like, depending upon how we present this, if it's going to make people want to watch it or make people not want to watch it. So uh, we'll do point counterpoint. Um, Grumps, I know that you kind of shared in our chat your kind of initial thoughts on the movie. Um, who has seen it? Yeah. Legends, you saw it. Grumps. Oh, okay. So most of us have seen it. Um, let's go around. Let's go around and say um, Gramps. Uh, this is hard, man. So let's just go like your general thoughts. Where were you? Uh, how did you watch it? What were your thoughts immediately after? Okay. Well, uh, I remember watching the original Suicide Squad movie in the theater. And I went with a buddy. And after that, we were like, what the hell did we just watch? Let's go to the bar and drown our drown this out of our memory. <clears throat> um, so this one, I was like, I'm not going to waste my money going to the theater. Plus, I mean, with COVID going on, there aren't too many theaters around me even open um, or one that I even want to be around other people. So I just watched it at home. Um, that's the beauty of HBO Max. They've got everything out the same day. And... So, and I'll, I'll admit, I think, did it come out on a Friday? I think so. Say, yeah. It was a Thursday. Thursday? Like midnight Thursday or something like that. So, midnight Thursday, you know, I, I watched it on Friday night, mm-hmm. end of the week. I was exhausted from work, so I really had to split it up into watching about 45 minutes the first night and then the rest of it on Saturday. Um, and it was really what I expected. I would, I just wanted a movie where I could just turn my brain off and sit back and just watch people get fucked up. (laughs) And that, you know, the first 10 minutes did not disappoint. Watching Pete Davidson get his face blown off was the most satisfying moment, uh, for me. (laughs) But I mean, agreed. Yeah. Um, it was just ridiculous, man. And I was just like, wow, they're they're going for it. But then I also noticed, I was like, there's a lot of dicks in this movie. I was like, <laughs> what is but James Gunn there, going there, for? There are a lot of dicks on this podcast, too. But Yeah, but I mean, we're not swinging them out in front of each other. And, but yes. I was just like, we, yeah, we make sure to get consent. <laughs> I was like, before where, the show, <laughs> where, where is this movie going? Um, but then I... I 
like I said, after about 45 minutes, I was tired. I had to turn it off. And then I came back and I was like, I got to finish this because one, I want to see Starro for the first time on, you know, live action movie. Um, and then I, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to le- I knew we were going to do a show. So I, I justified it as saying, okay, it's research. And so. R&D. Um, yeah. I, I took one for the team. Um, was it, was it my cup of tea? No, but it was basically a little bit like the comics. I mean, it, it's, it's not, I'm not the target audience, but what it did, it did well. And I see why people like it. The people that tend to like it also probably tend to like Deadpool. They love Harley Quinn in the first Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Um, But there were just some scenes that were just crazy. You know, seeing King Shark rip a dude in half, that was pretty awesome. Um, I will say I was... I enjoyed the King Shark more than what I saw in the trailers. The trailers seem to have scenes that weren't even in the movie. Um, But I thought he was a little bit uh, better than what I anticipated. Um, Out of five Louis farts, I'll give it... um, Now, Louis being your dog for everyone who doesn't Yeah, know. my French bulldog. Who, <laughs> my gaseous French bulldog that will smoke you out at the drop of a hat. Out of five Louis farts, I'll give it about a, three farts. Ooh, almost deadly, but not quite. Right. Not quite a stinker, but, you know. It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> It's a Louis drop. All right. Okay. All right. Three out of five. Uh, Legends. I purposely did not watch much of the trailers for this film. Uh, It's probably the least interested in a DC film I've been looking forward to in a while, other than Birds of Prey. Um. So I waited until I had a day off, which was, I think, Monday or Tuesday, Monday night, maybe Tuesday night, the following week. Um, watched it on HBO Max. Um, before I went to bed, I didn't get to finish it because I fell asleep. So I watched about the first hour, not because it was boring, but I was just really tired. Um, so I finished it the next day in two parts. A second time, I just got really busy, so I watched it a- Third, a third part. I almost split it up in three acts. Um, it was very. It was more gorier than I thought it would be. A lot of blood. It was almost like, like I was watching Mortal Kombat, the, the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out, mm-hmm. where they just had the blood effect running the whole film. Oh. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be so graphic. Um, not that it bothers me. I was just surprised considering I think a younger audience, a lot of younger people would probably want to watch it. Um, I really liked Idris, uh, the way he played the role. Um, his, his, uh, story wasn't that unique, but I thought he, uh, I mean, I just like him as an actor. I've liked him ever since the wire. Um, Thought the character was cool. He's more like a Iron Man slash Bloodsport. His tech was really cool at the end when he was fighting Starro. Um, the third act was really solid. The first act was cool. Second act I thought was pretty lackluster. The third act I thought was the best act. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Polka Dot Man on film. <laughs> the whole mom, <laughs> the whole mom story where. <laughs> That was fucked up. I thought it was hilarious. That was pretty smart. I'm going to... He just starts starts seeing his mom as Starro. Who could not laugh at that? It's fucking hilarious. 
I, I um, got that he always sees his mom in yeah. everyone. Is that what that is? Yeah, he's yeah. crazy. I mean, well, they didn't show it throughout the entire film. I think they, they played it perfectly in the film, like where they didn't overdo it. They right. weren't trying to keep throwing it at us. I thought they picked great moments the way they did that. Um, I thought John Cena was fair. <laughs> Be honest. Yeah, I thought I thought he was. I thought he was fair. There was some really corny jokes, but some of them I thought were pretty hilarious. I thought him and Idris had a good uh, back and forth banter in the film. I did get a lot of Deadpool vibes when I was watching it. Um, do I like it better than the first Suicide Squad? I don't know. Um, if I do, it's not by much. Uh, mainly because the first Suicide Squad felt very choppy, where they were just sprinkling Jared Leto in the film, um, and it didn't have he didn't it, it didn't really feel like a solid film. This one felt more cohesive. cohesive. Yeah, well, my thing um, was like it, they they both felt just like video games where you. They go to one one layer, they fight a big bad, and then they go to the next level and they fight a big. I want to. I wanted to see Starro, and I didn't want to see Starro just be the final big bad at the very end. Michelin I, Man. I wish that they had like yeah. kind of brought him <laughs> yeah. out sooner, and they had to figure out a way to team up to beat him instead of just like, oh, let's just go in balls in. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. He, he did kind of come off as the final boss. They Stay just had like, Marshmallow Man. Um, overall, I, I, uh, I would say I enjoyed watching it. Would I watch it again? I'm not sure. Maybe if it was on, I might watch it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. Um, out of, uh, out of 10, Sean Murphy bat cycles, (laughs) I'd give it, uh, 6.75 and that's where I'm. From uh, from wow. sticking. Colt hates you right now for that. <laughs> Sorry, Colt. Um, I like the bad cycle. Um, I'll let I'll let uh, I want to give Grumps his his uh, time, so I'll I'll just do it real quick, and I, I want Grumps to have the floor. Here right we after. Go. Oh, but um, you know, I I thought I remember giving the first Suicide Squad like a six point. I want to say it was like around a six five out of ten, and I did not think this one was as bad as the first one. The first one, Legends, you're right. It it felt like, like I felt like the first Suicide Squad. It felt like David Ayer had filmed a bunch of stuff and they cut all of it out and they just made it those little dream sequences and those little flashbacks. And yes, that's, that's like the little, yeah, <laughs> they 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 did that and that's and it felt like that and it felt choppy and it felt awkward. And so I hated that about the first one. But that, that's and not the even terrible movie, video, though. and the True. terrible song, music video sequences. Were yeah, terrible. the music ruined that first one. I hated that that song. The 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 main song they used as the promotional song. Um, but anyways, you know. But I, I didn't like hate all of Suicide Squad. I, I I saw a movie. I saw like I saw potential there, and it just fell flat overall. This one, the way I look at it is. It, like Gramp said, it's pretty much what I expected it to be. I didn't explain. I expected it to be um, like a James Gunn movie. I did not expect it to be. It, it felt like Deadpool two, where it's like it was. It was fucking like uh, bloody. It was um, a lot of profanity. Fucking straight up dicks. And I don't. When was the last time you saw man dick in a superhero movie? Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> That was crazy to me. Like that, there's full frontal male nudity in this movie, um, you know. So, so it was pretty much. It As surprised me around in his grave. <laughs> it surprised <laughs> me in a certain way, uh, you know. In that sense, um, it's not for me. The movie is not for me. It was. Not, it was not made for me. Uh, I'm a Snyder fanboy. Without the toxicity, um, when Zaddy calls, I I answer, and. That's my that's my kind of DC movie. Like I like, you know, I like I like it to be a little deeper. I like it to be like a little darker and grittier. Um, and this was this was ha- this had darkness and grittiness, but it was very light. It was it had a very light tone, it had a very fun tone, inviting tone. Um, team it had a team movie, team sense. 
it was too fucking long for me. Like, dude, it was so fucking long. And I feel like it hurts that, in my opinion, on, you know, just from my perspective, you know, I can't fucking sit through. It felt, was it over two hours? Was it over two hours long? Just a little bit, yeah. Like 2.15? Yeah, you could have tightened this up to like an hour and a half and it would have been better. I feel like an hour and a half, you're in, you're out, you know, it makes a little bit more memorable. Um, It felt like it fucking took forever to get to that third act for me. Like, I just, you know. The the thing is too is like when was the last time you saw a movie that was an hour and a half? Everything is over two hours, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I um, I think I think movies almost have to be longer now because we have so many things like shows on HBO and yeah. Netflix that episodes are are getting to be movie the movie length. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, I I just wanted to throw my two cents in too. It's like I don't think everyone kind of realizes that they they renamed the same movie again and they've kind of repackaged it. You know, it's yeah, like they, they called right? it a, what do they call it? A soft reboot, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, technically it's like the same title. Um, I saw like the first 20 minutes and I fell asleep just like legends, not because it was bad. It was just late at night. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, this was their attempt to kind of have a clean slate and to mm-hmm. kind of like, reintroduce these characters they they introduced a lot of characters that they should have had the first time and again they wanted to take the route of what makes a successful marvel film you know the humor over the top that anime gore so it's like (laughs) their version of trying to get new fans into that very serious dc universe that we're all used to but to me to to us it's more sophisticated uh, Storylining, but in this case, they went completely 180. So it's like they're just trying to gain more fans. So it looked like it was yeah. a success, but I mean, I to me, this was more of an attempt to kind of erase what happened last time. You know, I just yeah, felt and- bad for Viola Davis because I really like her role as Amanda yeah, Waller. She was great. I really I want her in like some Batman shit. I think yeah. she's great. Like I, I even. Yeah. Uh, She's fucking. She she did the same thing she did the last time. That's what I hoped for. She's yeah. fucking great, no matter what she does. That that yeah, that yeah. actress can she can't do I mean, wrong. I mean, Grams. Last week you were saying you're like, man, she should have. More I want a Viola Davis, Amanda Waller fig, man. Dude, you uh, I <laughs> oh, you can do cool. You can do a Suicide Squad series where she's the main character, and I'll watch right. that. Like, yeah, I was about to say, like, if she was on HBO Max and you yeah. had like, short stories based on her experience. Oh yeah. You could oh, like a series years, based off of her like going yeah. around and yeah. doing shit, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, just characters revolving in, right? Yeah, because she's, yeah, because total, she's a total badass. I mean, she yeah. like puts so, Batman in his place sometimes. Like the um, characters are so tertiary that they would just be in and out, and you would just focus on how she reacts and what oh, she yeah. does to them. Before we give Grumps the floor, I just want to finish by uh, I want to finish by saying kind of kind of collecting what you guys were mentioning. Um, this, you know, I'm happy that, I'm happy that DC is getting something. I mean, it was fucking applauded across the board, both critics and fans loved it. And I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see like, okay, the studio is now going to at least get more attention, more money to do more, which is great. Um, but like you were saying, Jesus, this is definitely a step in a completely different direction towards movies. Like this, this is a tone that they want to go. Now this, this is like, okay, this is what we can do now. People are going to like it. Critics are going to like it. It's going to happen more often. And I'm kind of like bummed because it's not really like, that's not me. That's not what I want. It's not really like what I'm interested in. Uh, I can understand. And I totally see why fucking people loved it. Like James Gunn is very well liked. Um, and something that I was thinking back, like after watching it, like I can't watch this again right away. Like it's going to be a while before I rewatch it. And I kept telling myself, like this is this is, and you know, this wasn't as I didn't dislike this as much as I disliked Birds of Prey. They're very different. And then I stopped thinking, like they're not that different. Like you know, Birds of Prey, I feel like was kind of in in a very similar fashion as this movie was. It was just there were things that were different. Like James Gunn obviously kicks it up a notch and makes it crazier. Um, and I'm like, fuck, like, I thought I really disliked Birds of Prey. I didn't dislike this as much, but, you know, maybe I was too harsh on Birds of Prey. And then I gagged for thinking that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's kind of like I'm probably not going to watch it again anytime soon. This is not my DC movie. It's not something <clears throat> I, like, loved. The, I mean, I think 
I would have liked it a lot more if, if it wasn't so long, if there wasn't a couple of things that uh, hindered it. Um, it's not, a, I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's just not a movie for me. Like I'm, I'm, it's just not for me. And I, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather go, uh, I'd rather go edge Lord Snyder. I love that shit more than, uh, more than this stuff. So yeah. one the thing Deadpool that I just kept cool. thinking about was how interesting is it? What they will let what Warner brothers and AT&T or whoever it is, the owner now will allow certain characters to do, but not the Holy Trinity. Yeah. You know, they will let, you know, Harley Quinn drop F-bomb after F-bomb. They will let all these other people, you know, John Cena with Peacemaker stand there in his underwear, but not the Holy Trinity. Well, it's the Holy Trinity. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. And I mean, they'll even say, no, we need Batman to sell toys because kids look up to Mm -hmm. Batman and Superman or Wonder Woman and they cannot do these things. But these characters, whatever you want to do, it's, it's heroes don't very do that. Gramps. Heroes don't do that, Gramps. Well, that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, like, that's a good I mean, point, though, Gramps. Like, it's very. Uh, did, I want to say, did we hear from someone, or did someone tell us, or did we read somewhere <laughs> that there was like a hard rule that, like, the the Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman just do not do certain things. Am I am I think remembering that wrong? I feel like that's somewhere in there. Uh, no, it's that's a pretty uh, well. I feel like I could agree with that. I mean, I, you know, we saw a quick glimpse during uh, Whedon's JL run where Khalil came back and there was a humor scene and it it was horrible. So yeah, this is something that just sh- shouldn't happen. You don't do it. Yeah, it sucked. So, I yeah. mean, <clears throat> the last DC movie that was very funny that was a success was Shazam. And that was done right. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> right, right, and... That's what it's all about. They need to focus on more titles. They need to, you know, they're so behind. They should have already had a sequel for that. And it was a success. It was really fucking good, you know? It was done right. It was the perfect DC movie. Yeah, Yeah, you can't take take kids to this one. (laughs) Oh, no way. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, it's like they need to know their their level of humor. And to me, Shazam was where it should be. You know, it's like... It was That's very kind of, organic. It, like it was very organic, in my opinion. You can show Shazam to like any person that watches a movie, and they'll probably like it. This, this, like the Suicide Squad. I feel like you got to be, you have to like that kind of movie to like it. Uh, Grumps, what you got, bro? Here we go. <laughs> uh, man, it was it was a <laughs> solid uh, two out of five. <laughs> Damn, solid uh, sticker, just, huh? Okay, so <laughs> so I'm sitting up uh, watching. Unlike you, fucking three, I watched. I suffered through it in one shot. I didn't have a break to recover <laughs> my fucking brain. Grumps um, don't sleep. So I was sitting on the couch with Mrs. Grumps, and I'm not saying a word. Like I'm just watching it because <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to be the asshole. I don't like this. I don't like that. I just, you know, and she turns to me and goes, "What is this?" <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah, I mean, the only the, the best thing I could say about this movie, other than you know when it ended, was the fact that um, <laughs> <laughs> the special effects I think were the best special effects in any DC movie. Oh yeah, uh, you know, point. like Starro looked like real. Like some of these, you know, and I prefer the Snyder movies to this, but um. You know, so you could just see the 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 screen like in some of those you know Snyder movies. It was you know whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. So so Idris Elba was great, like Legends was saying. You know, and his character really cool with the you know the the devices and whatnot. But his story was like almost carbon copy to Deadshot from the first movie. Exactly. Um, they they were, there was another scene where they were all seated in the the. I don't know, carrier, Unless, helicopter, we crashed. Like it, the same thing happened in, in the in the movie. Everyone hated the same. You know, it was a lot of parallels. Um, I don't know. They man, uh, that character Savant seemed cool, but they often like 
you know, five minutes into it, I think. <laughs> uh, Captain Boomerang showed up to get a paycheck, I guess, because he didn't last long. <laughs> um, there was some guy with the arms, and I was like, what Oh, yeah, that? Nathan Nathan Fillion, the detachable oh, kid. And then, I, like, this is where I disagree with Jesus. Like, I think they went too far obscure. Like, in the first <clears throat> movie, you had uh, Captain Boomerang, who's Flash's enemy, and you had uh, Deadshot, a Batman enemy, and uh, Katana and Harley Quinn, like, I, you know, I felt like you had interesting um, villains. And this one, I was like, man, these guys, you know, outside of Harley, because um, Bloodsport. Um, I mean, you, you'll get people like for Idris Elba because he's a great actor, but the character of Bloodsport, who is this? Um, too long, like Tom said. I don't know. I mean, like, I get what Jesus was saying. Like, most of these movies are two hours, but at the same time, I didn't want to suffer through this movie for two hours. That, that was my thing. Uh, the violence didn't bother me, but it was just, I don't know. King Shark, I hated. Um, <laughs> not even, I'm sorry. It's not King Shark. That's uh, Nanui. So they called him King Shark once, I think. And, yeah. I knew it. Oh, I knew it. What about Calendar Man's role? Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> there was thirty seconds of it. Right? Yeah. Hey, you know uh, that actor yeah, was I don't the Weasel. Know. It's his brother, right? It's yeah, uh, Ryan Gunn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be funny. The Weasel, he's just you know. Making weird I felt sorry for that guy because he the had no role of... on the Suicide Squad. Amanda Waller yeah. just wanted him dead. <laughs> She's yeah. just, she, go join this team. Uh, I don't know. Rat Catcher too. That was the whole like what you know rats and so the rat what was the whole purpose of this. Like she didn't do she anything. Didn't... She was bro. My the, theory the very end. for the final. My theory, my theory on Rat Catcher too is that she's there to bring in the simp's. Because she's that like cute, she's like that cute, quiet, yeah. sleepy, cute, quiet, sleepy girl. And bro, the Simps, I, I'm a, I'm sure the Simps are loving Ratcatcher too. You know. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it also her dad was uh, how do you pronounce his name? Ta Taki Waituti, uh, the dude that directed the Thor movies. That was her no. dad. No. Okay. And so it was that was kind of funny where uh, James Gunn like injected a bunch of Marvel Universe people into this movie yeah, with Michael Rooker smart. at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, ta- Taki, fucking people are going to hate me. Tati, Taki, whatever, Waituki. Um, who else was... Uh, Ryan Gunn, uh, Weasel, is played by his brother, who is also in Guardians and and uh, in, and uh, Infinity War and um, Endgame. Uh, Nathan, dude, I know people hated, like... Uh, Nathan Fillion's character, but fucking Nathan Fillion is now in the DC universe. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, he yeah. already uh, was before. He's voiced a lot of characters. Yeah, Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else did Ryan did uh, James Gunn throw into here? Um, anyways, what did you think about uh, Peacemaker, Grumps? Oh, uh, it was okay. Um, you know, like Lutz just said, I like. You know, he had uh, him and uh, Idris Elba had a good yeah the banter back and forth. They had that one cool scene where they were competing, I guess, killing people. Yeah, yeah militia that, was or whatever. Cool. So, that was cool. Um, yeah, Harley's good. You know, good as hard. I feel. I just feel like she's been wasted for three movies, basically. There's. Um, I feel like there's so much more of her backstory that that is would be so much more interesting to see, and. Um, I want a solo Harley film. Yeah. And that's what we need, dude. Just a straight, like, I, no birds of prey, no nothing. Just give me Harley. I agree. I, I feel like she's overshadowed too much by um, all the side stories and characters. But what would you give your, uh, what would you say is the uh, numeric? Oh, you already said it. 2.5 two, out of five. Two out right? of five. Two, no, two. Oh, two, now it's not two. 2.5. <laughs> two out of five. Himself down. <laughs> it drops. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny. It's great, though. The Star thing was like, that's why I was like, man, why couldn't this have happened earlier? That yeah. They brought him in earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um, the first <laughs> Justice League villain, you know? Wow. Yeah, I liked how at the end they translate what he says. He was like, I was just happy staring off at the stars in space. <laughs> like, you motherfuckers brought me into this shit. 
it's funny when we talk about it, you know, we, we shit on it, we give it low scores and we talk about it, but that, I mean, we are basically making it 50, 50, 50% liked it. 50% didn't like it. You're going to get a 50 score out of that. And so I just, uh, it sounds like what everyone's saying is, uh, this is not the tone of film that, that we care to, uh, delve deeper into. And I don't, I don't see a lot of rewatching in our future. Um, but again, to each their own, there's people that like yeah. this kind of movie. And I, I think that if you enjoyed Deadpool, if you enjoyed uh, Thor, Ragnarok, or not Ragnarok. Uh, is it Ragnarok? It is Ragnarok, the funny one. It is Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. No, the funny one was the, the third one. Yeah, that, that's uh, Ragnarok. That's Ragnarok? Okay. If you like oh, Thor, is, Ragnarok, sorry. if you like Ragnarok, if you like Deadpool, um, if you like Guardians, like this is this is the kind of movie you're going to enjoy in DC and I know that there is a lot of people who are like mostly Marvel heads. They did enjoy this, so it's you know. So um, okay, wait. Let me make a point. I would. I, one thing I liked about this movie is that it it didn't take place at three o'clock in the morning, like every other DC movie. <laughs> you know, there was daylight, and you know, I mean, yeah, there was night scenes, but it wasn't like dark, dark, dark. I, mm-hmm. I, my hope is this fucking disaster comedy that they made, like. Maybe we can meet in the middle, you know, with the dark and the light and the, you know, that's my hope for the next whatever you see. Kind of like how uh, Nolan used to do. Nolan would play with Nolan would play with daylight. Like he would bring in the daylight, and it was still, you know, it was still uh, had a tone to it. He just was using light. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to the Nolan nerds who didn't like uh, Dark Knight Rises because Batman fights during the day. No disrespect. <laughs> um, but all right, okay. So I mean, that's fair. We're being fair. Yeah. We're not. We're not trying to s any d's out here. We're just giving you our one hundred percent unfiltered uh, beliefs. Now, teases and Robin, would you be more inclined to watch this movie or not watch it now? Um. Yeah, I mean, my intentions are still there. I'm. Um, I'm gonna definitely watch it. Uh, just to kind of, you know, I started it. I'm. I'm always objective. You know, I try to find the best something positive out of everything I watch. Um, and again, this is just a reboot. You know, this is an attempt to really bring in a lot more fans that were maybe from the Marvel side or maybe have not really read the comics. So that's always their intent. You know, we always have gripes because we read the books, but at the end of the day, it's not meant for us primarily. You know, it's meant to really create that draw. And at the end of the day, yeah. That's a good thing for us because the more money and revenue they gain, there's a more there's a bigger opportunity for them to make these films that we want to watch. So um, I try to well, be that, more. That's what makes me happy about this, mm. right? Yeah, and I wanted to jump in while you're talking before because it's like I try to tell a lot of our friends that are comic book fans, we have to kind of take a step back once in a while because the more draw that they get that's more movies that we get to watch, you know, and see on the big screen. And um, hopefully they start bringing in these characters that maybe we normally don't get to really see and build around that, you know, like all of a sudden you see King shark, he should have been in the last suicide squad movie, you know, it's just, it just didn't happen. So hopefully, um, you know, the non non believers or fans go in and, and build in and contribute to these, uh, properties and we get to see more because uh wb's in a weird spot you know it's been like that for 10 years and we need stability so hopefully they build off of that and you know it looks like it's a success so hopefully you know they do something like what's next like what's the next big movie that they have lined up outside of batman you know it's like batman Hopefully, uh, I think I think the next Adam. big thing coming is uh, maybe Aquaman. I yeah, they're filming that, right? that. They did. They finished. Yeah, I think Momoa said they were done. What about uh, Shazam Part Two? Yeah. Oh, Black cool. Adam too. Yeah, Black yeah, Adam. yeah. That's, yeah, that's like right around the corner. So I think good things are going to happen yeah. for WB. I think they just have to get through this awkward stage, and I think once they're going to have massive success yeah. with Black Adam and Shazam and even Aquaman and. By the time we know it, we'll finally get our Batman movie and people will get excited again. Well, we'll Batman comes next, I think, doesn't it? 20, <clears> 20, Batman, 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 Yeah. Oh, 
you know, I think we're in a rough patch, but I think what's coming up next is going to be huge. Huge. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens. Well, actually, Robin, let's get your take. Uh, I don't know if uh, UA holes swayed me either way, uh, but <laughs> I'll probably uh, I'll probably get around to to checking it out. You know, on uh, on Max, I, yeah. I don't see myself. I think you would enjoy it, Robin. Yeah, it's not it's not a terrible movie. It's just it. yeah. it's a tone. It's a choice. You know, no, it's not for me, but yeah, like Birds no, of keep Prey. Keep in mind, I I, 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 don't watch. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, and I have I still haven't done Birds of Prey. Uh, there just wasn't anything. You don't uh, need to luring me in to watch that one. You know, like I. From the previews no. and everything, like none of the characters, horrible were casting. What I know, you know, I I didn't yeah. look at that group and think, oh yeah, there's Black Canary. Oh yeah, there's Cass. You know, it, it, none of it was doing it for me. I guess if oh, you watch, she, she got the worst of that cast. Oh yeah. wait, Black or uh, uh, Cassandra Kane? Yeah, and and yeah. what they did to her, yeah. unforgettable, unforgivable. Um. All right, well, there it is. Uh, we gave you a little bit of uh, the new comic stuff. Gave you a little bit of uh, the Suicide Squad, and uh, there's some more coming. So enjoy. We'll catch you guys in the fifth. Episode.